What's up, dude? How's it going, everybody? This is Mario Lopez. Hanging out with Richie here. What's up? <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for doing this on such short notice, man. Absolutely. It's, uh, uh, it's cool that we're going to talk about um, bike stuff. Surprise, surprise. Surprisingly, <laughs> mountain bike racing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> A focus. So, um, Mario here is a longtime mountain biker in the El Paso area. I've known him through... Like I, uh, the shop I used to work at, and just like a lot of people through bikes and whatnot. Um, but one of the, we d- we did meet at the bicycle company. That's where it all yeah, started. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Bico, and and <laughs> one of my earliest memories of you though was when you dressed up like Beetlejuice at the <laughs> at the twelve hour race <laughs> years I, ago. I do like dressing up for all these twelve hour races. That's what makes it exciting, and you know, you want to make it fun, so. You went all out, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> like, I don't know. Did you win best costume for that? I did. I That's did. Well um, we do have a, what's, what's it called? Um, on all these races, it's just about making them as fun as, you know, you just want to have the greatest time ever. And dressing up plays a big part. Yeah. It's totally. kind of like when you feel good, you do good. <laughs> yeah. So I should back up a little bit. So Mario here is um, putting on, bringing back, I should say, the much loved and missed 12 hours of old El Paso mountain bike race that, well, I say race, but it's more of like a mountain bike fun fest uh, here in El Paso. And it's out in the Northeast trails, uh, Bowen Ranch roundhouse. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The Bowen Ranch. Uh, We'll have a bunch of information uh, at the end of the podcast and we'll talk about it. But basically what we're going to do here is, um, yeah, just inform everyone about what's going on this fall, I believe. Right? It's going to be November the 6th. Cool. So, um, man, I have a few questions here. And the first thing is, well, of course, to talk about what it is, what this race is, what, what people can expect. So I'll let so, you take it, man. Tell me what, tell everyone what the uh, 12 Hours of Old El Paso is all about. So like you told everybody, I am an avid mountain bike cyclist. And uh, ever since I picked it up in 2006, I fell in love with it. I haven't looked back. And... Uh, I'm basically what you call an ambassador for mountain biking and cycling, but I love mountain biking, so I'm pushing for it. And, you know, we didn't have this 12-hour race or any other races for a while now, so I said, okay, we need to bring him back to our community. And I said, unfortunately, I didn't see anybody taking the lead, so I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, Lucky for me, I've got some great friends that have been helping me out, especially my best friend, who you know, DJ Singh. DJ! Uh, <laughs> he's an amazing, him and Dom Baumgart have been helping me out and make this happen. Because yeah. without their help, it, it'd be really tough. I was going to ask you who was helping you out on this, because this isn't something that one person takes on by themselves, or at least uh, if they did, like, that, that would be a feat, man. Yeah. That would it, be a challenge. <laughs> it, is, it has been a challenge. It's, it's not been easy. But luckily, we're moving forward, and it's coming along, and... Uh, we are going to make this happen. Thank um, you, man. By the and way. Uh, there's a bunch of other people that have been helping me out. I try to remember everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen on number six. It's going to be great. Um, why the 12 hours of Old El Paso? 
because you mentioned it a while ago. You said it's a race, but it's not really a race. The the race is just extra. <laughs> <laughs> the the commodity, the just living together with everybody and experiencing the whole event. It is a beautiful experience, and um, you're just chit chatting away while somebody else is taking a lap. And then you're eating good food, you're drinking good beer, and the whole experience. We can talk about some more. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's my, no joke, dude, it's my favorite, uh, I'm pretty biased, but it's my favorite day of the year. It's like, you know, up there with like watching the kids open up their Christmas presents and stuff. It's uh, something that, well, it's special to, to a lot of us uh, and to me because, well, it reminds me so much of the shop and, and being in the desert, you know, with your friends, all this organization, you know, all these like months and months of preparation that, that goes into the race. And again, thank you for bringing this back. And it's a... Uh, well, you don't have to thank me because it's my pleasure. Believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do it. It's, it's from my heart because I love it and I want everybody to experience... Uh, and somebody will fall in love with this, just like I did. Every time. <laughs> yeah, every single time. I would invite friends out uh, that didn't even mountain bike. Just to, you know, to the party afterwards yeah. or during a while. It's like, you know, as soon as the gun goes off, everyone's like hanging out and, and it's great. But um, yeah, some friends of mine showed up this one year and, you know, around the bonfire, big old bonfire that they have out there at the, at the roundhouse. And they were like, man, this is cool. Like, this is a this is El Paso? Like, this is rad, man. And it's like so good to hear that. It's something different from El Paso because totally. we do have a lot. El Paso has great things to offer us. But and one of the things is are these mountain bike races. You know, we're lucky to have the mountain the way we do have it. And people don't realize everything you can do out there besides hiking, biking, and, and so forth. Um, I want to give a shout out to Dave Halliburton. He's been helping me also before I forget. Oh, Dave's the best. I've got total Alzheimer's, dude. I forget <laughs> what I said two minutes ago. So. <laughs> there are a lot of people that go into just like any event, and I'm sure, you know, uh, they won't. I, I, yeah, a lot of people think, for sure. Especially um, the participants, right? Like this is, this is uh, something that, you know, you can build, and if no one comes out to support it, then, I mean, it does, it, the people that show up, uh, behind the curtains or the racers and everyone in between make the 12 hours and, and events like this so special. So um, I got another one here. So it is see. a mountain biking community that makes it happen. Totally. And um, it's, I'm excited. I got like the jitters right now, just like I, any other podcast. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. This is, you know, my first time as a race director and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a challenge, but, uh, we're going to do this and we're going to hopefully do it right. I'm throwing in some different views that I have to make it a little bit different from a traditional 12-hour race. So, so what? Um, what's the layout then with that said? Uh, let's see. So I'll, can, I'll say this. Before, it was, uh, it was it's, it's obviously a 12-hour event, right? It's in the name. So like from what time to what time? What, and what, like just okay. lay it out. So... Let's give a shout out also to good old Mike Rawson, dude. Yeah, He's the one of that course. started the whole thing. <laughs> dude. Mike, I hope you're doing great. You know, you're, you better start training for this. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Otherwise, your wife's going to kick your butt because <laughs> she's getting faster than you. Love you, man. <laughs> yeah, I got to get him on here. We're so supposed that, to talk about uh, uh, Desert Downs, hopefully with, with, his, uh, with his mom. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, she, so real little teaser, I guess, is, uh, uh, I'll throw it out there real fast. Mike raced BMX when he was a kid. Yeah. And I recently took the kids out to Desert Downs for their first time a few weeks back. And uh, we were going to check out the new mountain bike dirt jump section that they have out there. Um, and they fell in love with the, the, with the BMX track. And a buddy of mine that was out there was asking about the track and the history of it. And I was like, you know, Mike's mom, uh, Sue, I believe is her name, Sue Rawson. She, uh, forgive me if I got your name wrong. I apologize. <laughs> but anyway, Mike's mom, uh, she was driving out to Albuquerque to take him racing when he was little and came back and was like, screw that, we need to have a track here. And she's the one who got it done and she was a track operator for a long time. Right. And I, So I'm hoping to get her on here to, to talk about her story of, with that. That's going to be fun. That would be and, a great story to get yeah, some dude, background on it. That's the roots, man. That's the roots <laughs> of all of this. That's, yeah, that's before, before mountain biking. When I mean, when one of the, you know, one of the main dudes, Mike, is he's done so much for the, for the cycling community. That's like, to hear, uh, yeah, to hear his story of when he was a kid and, and what his mom has to say about that whole thing, like that would be really fun to talk about. So our 12-hour race is going to consist, I can I can start by, it's going to go from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Okay, you said November 6th, right? November the right? 6th, I'm yes. writing all this down, November 6th. November 6th and we're going to start off 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Awesome. Um, just so we can have more time to party. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, right? We want to finish early because usually we finish late and by the time we, we're done, it's midnight. Yeah, dude, So totally. we had a little bit of time to have some fun because it's going to be a long day. But So that's the time. It is a 10-mile loop and uh, I'll, I'll run it by real quick. We'll start off at the ran, roundhouse. Then we'll go up Lazy Cow all the way to Tin Mine, make a right on Tin Mine, go up to Polecat. And then turn, make a go into Polcat, make a right into Polcat, and then go up Polcat to Blue Moon. This was where the changes happened because before we used to make a left and go to Happy Hill. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, we're not going to Happy Hill, which is it's okay because I think this course is going to help everybody do more laps, and it'll be more fun for everybody who comes in to do the event. Um, so once you come out of Polcat, you make a right on Blue Moon, you go up Blue Moon. And uh, you go up that little steep section. Yeah, and Big the, Bertha. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we used to call and it. And then, yeah, so after that, you go back into Mad Cow, mm -hmm. go down to Mad Cow, and then come out through Spotted Cow, again in the Bowen Ranch at the roundhouse. You, you go up Spotted Cow to, to Madre, and then across the Ponding Lake, and you pass the Jeep Road and into Goons Loop. Hi, Mr. Goon. How are you doing? What's up, Tyson? <laughs> Tyson, we love you. We miss you, buddy. Man, big time, dude. Ah. Yeah, so and then you do Goon's Loop, and then you get back on the Jeep road and sprint it in for the lap, and that's nice. it. It's exactly it's like exactly 10 miles there. Just, cool. Yeah. yeah, so that's like a little less climbing, I imagine, than the, the original race course. Yes. But, but the original course was also 10 miles, so that's cool. And... That sounds like a fun, that's a fun course, man. Well, let me tell you, it's going to be fast. Yeah. An average Joe like myself will do it in an hour, in some minutes. But the fast guys, I think they're going to knock it out in probably under 50 minutes. Awesome. And you know, like you said, it, it's a race, but it's not 
what I like about it is uh, from a not serious rider's perspective like myself or a non-racer, I would say. I mean, I love mountain biking just as much as anyone. And it was it's always a treat at these events to to see everyone uh, that's there uh, making it whatever they want to make it. You know, you've got people that'll do uh, these these uh, giant teams. There have people that race it solo. You have other people that'll do like the partnership, the duos. And some people like are all out racing it, which is fine. Other people are just there to just, you know, um, have the best costume. And others are, you know, they'll do a one lap and then just like hang up the bike and just enjoy uh, whatever it is, you know, it's all good. And that's what I love about this event is like everyone's there to just have fun in whatever way they think or, you know, is good for them and to cheer on. Like it's fun to cheer on these hammerheads yeah, that yeah. go out there and just like are on the saddle all day long. It's nuts, man. You hit it right on the nail because that's exactly what it is. You make it what you want it to be. You can either take it seriously or you can just go, you know, either way, whether you just go hang out and, like you said, do one lap and that's it, you're still going to have the same amount of fun as the guy who's hammering 13 laps. <laughs> yeah, or, or even like my friends that I told you about that went out there and didn't even race. Like they went out there towards the end and were like, man, this is awesome. Like that's cool too, in my opinion, just come out and just being there supporting and, and witnessing what's going on. And like you said, hopefully somebody... Well, it'll spark some interest and yeah, get I'm them on sure. a bike. Well, it's already sparked interest, not necessarily the race, just in the cycling community because this pandemic hit us hard Oof. and uh, people picked up biking. So we have a lot of new new uh, bicycle riders, mountain bikers that need to learn about what racing is and, of course, the etiquette that goes with it, True. with mountain biking. Yeah, I talked to Linda Velarde, uh, the president of the BMBA, not long ago. Um, she was on episode three of the of the podcast and um i lost my train i thought we were talking about uh, i did listen to it and I, she did mention about how we need to inform and yeah that's right sorry yeah we were thank you so yeah we were talking about informing people and and i spoke about these events being a really good place to do that and you have a lot of like-minded people in one spot you know condensed you know into something cool like the roundhouse and uh yeah man it's I'm excited for, I'm just excited for that day. So now that you mentioned Linda, I am part of the the BNBA board also. And cool. uh, so shout out to them because they're absolutely us, they're helping us use the, val the venue, you know, so, and so much more. Oh I, man. Everybody's going to volunteer if they're not racing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, renewed my membership and Lily's right after we did that episode with Linda and uh, a buddy of mine, who just got into mountain biking, who you saw on the trail the other day, my buddy James. That's right. Yeah. I, I rode with him. It was, it was nice meeting him. He's, yeah, he had nothing but good things to say, but he's, <laughs> he was like, hey man, you know this guy? And he sent me a photo of you. I was like, hell yeah, buddy. <laughs> I said, I'll call him <laughs> right away. So that was really cool, man. You waited for him. He said, uh, he ran into you on the trail and then uh, you were really nice to him and, and waited for him. He was, uh, That's the way it should be, you know. We should help yeah. each other out because I saw him and he looked kind of lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he was, and he helped him out. He was really, he was really stoked about that. I just saw him yesterday, and uh, and when, he's like, it was really cool because he he stopped and then he told he like told me about the twelve hour and all this stuff, and he's just like, man, that that makes me want to go even more, you know, like that you got that personal invite and that you're you're out there on 
even on the trails, like spreading the word about this thing. It's it's exciting, dude. Well, so I'm trying to spread it everywhere, but even before that, even if I wasn't doing this race, I'd help out any fellow Absolutely. mountain biker because that's what we mountain bikers do, help each other and you know. If we can ride together, it's even better. Absolutely. <laughs> so a, let's uh I'm sorry. Tell me, go ahead. So let's let's say um someone's listening, right, who doesn't mountain bike and they're like, Man, party in the desert, pandemic sucked, I want in. Okay. And they wanna not only just show up like you know just to check it out but they want to participate this is their first ever event what do you got to say to them what should they do okay so first thing i want to explain to everybody especially to a person who's never done a mountain bike race or a 12-hour event is that i get asked do i have to do the whole thing by myself and and the first thing is the way the race works is you do as many laps as you can within the 12-hour limit and then the best uh rider who did the most laps that's the way you're gonna win whether you do a single solo duo co-ed uh three or four man team it's just the way you win in this race is, is by doing the most laps in the 12 hours and if there's a tie if there's two teams or two people that have done nine laps um then it goes to who finished them at the fastest time gotcha so that's one of the things um one of the other things that they need to keep in mind is that they need to be self-sustained. You mean by that, I mean you bring your own water, your food, your nutrition to be able to ride for 12 hours. Um, it depends on how many laps you want to do or how many miles. Because, <laughs> you know, you, have, you do 10 laps, you got 100 miles, buddy. That's a long day on the saddle. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you better take some chamois butter or something. <laughs> so so that leads into the question of like uh, camping or... Uh, well, yeah, basically, because are we going to be able to camp this year? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. We, we can camp out. You know, you can get there on Friday in the afternoon and pick up a good site where you're not going to be blocking the path of the racers. And mostly we're going to park where we usually park, um, which is at the stables. And then up the road on, what is that, Boulder Dash, all the way up. Those are the only parking areas that we're going to have. Awesome. And uh, is there additional, like, for what are the fees? No, the fees for the race is seventy five dollars for the early registration. That I believe that's until August fourteenth, and then it goes up five more dollars. It goes up to eighty until September sixteenth or something like that. I think it's September sixteenth. Then it goes up to eighty five, and that'll be it. Eighty five dollars, gotcha. right? And then if you happen to want to race, and it's like a week <laughs> to go. Uh, we'll probably have to talk to Mr. Dave Halliburton, and he's probably going to charge you like a thousand dollars. So there's a yeah. cutoff like a week leading up to it. Yes. Okay. We so want to no, make sure no same day registration. No same day registration. Okay. Absolutely no. Um, like I said, you're going to have to make me retire from this. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, we got to make make sure that we're covered everywhere because we're yeah. going to be running around like headless chickens by that day. Well, that's like you know, obviously knowing a little bit about the way this stuff goes. Uh, there's race packets that have to be made and there's, uh, yeah, well, let me ask you this. What comes with that registration fee? So with the registration fee, I'm, I'm working right now and trying to get a lot of swag, you know, from sponsors and because as a racer myself, it's, it's one of the things you're looking forward to. You want to get, um, besides nutrition, uh, your stickers, a t-shirt and so forth. So, Everybody's going to get a t-shirt for sure. Nice. Every registrant will get a t-shirt. And then the first 300 people that register will get 
an official water bottle. Very and, cool. And um, thanks to Podium Finish for sponsoring the water bottles. Very cool. Um, so that, and then um, I'm still working on other details. I'm going to have some raffles throughout the race because in my logic, I said, okay, we know who wins because we know who the fast guys are in right. town and you know they're going to podium. But what about the people that are, that are going out there racing and they just having fun? Sometimes it's hard for us not to get on the podium. And so what I want to offer them is I, I'm going to pick some random times and I'm going to have somebody pick them out of the, like a hat. Right. And let's say it's 113. Whoever crosses the finish line at 113 they're going to win some kind of swag. Awesome. And, uh, and I'm talking about winning a prize that is beneficial for mountain biking, you know. Yeah, um, yeah totally. I, I don't expect to give them a 26-inch <laughs> tire because <laughs> that is not, I don't even know who rides 26ers now. <laughs> Man, you'd be surprised. The, uh, the bike um, industry is hurting for rubber. So I'm sure you can so give I away any type of tire and somebody will be stoked. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be looking, you know, I'm going to talk to all the bicycle shops and see what they can uh, sponsor us with. Uh, I've been buying, I've already been buying myself um, helmets, you know, tires, all kinds of things, uh, even massage guns, you know. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. those are deep tissue massage. Ooh. And I'm going to raffle all this kind of stuff because. Um, that's great. And like I said, who knows who's going to win it. That's great. I whatever, love that. Whatever. And that's something different. And I think it's just to make it exciting and, you know. You might not podium, but guess what? You came out with a hundred dollar massage gun. Hey, you can't yeah, beat that. Dude, totally. <laughs> it's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's what I love about this event. It's uh, it's like all the good things on both sides for the competitive. You know, it's it, it can be a really tough race. I mean, if you do, I don't know, see twelve hours. Let's say you do ten laps. That's a hundred yeah. miles. Yeah. That's I'm, crazy. I'm thinking bike. the fast guys will probably end up doing somewhere. If they can average around 48 minutes, I think they'll probably knock out what? For sure, 14 laps, 13 or 14, maybe even 15. Some, you think some, so? I think so. I, did, it's a fast course. You gotta, you it gotta is go right. It. It's, it's a fast course. I believe in 2018, which was the last time we had it, it was. The fastest time I believe was forty-eight minutes, and that was a little bit more climbing because you had to go up Happy Hill, right? And you know, so but with with the uh, so the course that you laid out, I, I could visualize it. You know, I'm familiar with those trails out there. Um, but for someone who's who's not again a beginner, uh, trying to recruit <laughs> trying to recruit uh, first timers, you know, yeah. or people that are are beginners and stuff. I mean, everyone who who's really in the scene. Knows about twelve hours. They're stoked on it. They'll probably be there, um, but aiming for, yeah, to just so get. somebody who's a beginner who's gonna go out there for the first time. The course is very friendly. Cool. It's not very technical. There's only a, like two technical parts in it, and that one is coming down Matcow. I don't know if you remember. There's a little rocky section there. Upper Matcow, yeah, yeah, an upper Matcow. But it's all walkable, right? Yeah. So, your, and that's the thing. And it's not long. If if you are not sure and you don't feel comfortable, you should always walk. Like a um, big mountain biking saying is, "There's no shame in walking. Don't hurt yourself." I could bike. Uh, it's all good. Yeah. So so that part, it's uh, that Matcow, that lower part in Matcow, and then you also have uh, a little bit in Pol no Blue Moon. 
That's about it. Or right. maybe Tu Madre, you know, that little wash that I throw by Tu Madre. That's, That's actually it. a trail name, by the way. We're not talking shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> For people that don't know, that is a trail. It's a fun trail, um, too. Yeah. So that, a beginner can easily do it because, you know, it's lazy cow. And then whatever they think is challenging, um, they could always walk. But there's really... I, I can't see them doing too much walking because it's it's very doable for a beginner. Um, everything is... I took my daughter out there to learn in those trails nice. when she was started her, yeah. to learn mountain biking. And I took her, you know, lazy cow and goons loop and uh, some mad cow. And so she's only... She just turned 16, so... That's awesome. Yeah, if there's, if there's a, an event that will have somebody fall in love with mountain biking in El Paso it, that will, like... Rolling out the red carpets, pretty cush trails, and or course, and a heck of a good time. Super nice people. I mean, I I have yet to meet a jerk at a at a mountain bike race here in, in town. As uh, you said, a twelve hour like this. It's just everything points to a good time. So one of the things that I am doing is uh, for for this twelve hour race, I've started every weekend, either Saturday or Sunday. I'm alternating it where we do uh, recon rides of the course. So anybody's welcome. You know, it doesn't matter your level. I don't drop anybody. I hang out with everybody. I don't care if you're the rocket or if you're a turtle. I'll be there with you and I'll be guiding you the whole way for the the race course. And this actually this Sunday, I'm going to do it at 7 o'clock. So if you're out here, you want to join us for the 12-hour recon and see what the race course is all about, come on, see us at the Northeast, uh, 7 o'clock. We'll meet at 6.45 at the Lazy... It's Lazy Cow, right? Yeah, the Lazy Cow Trailhead, which is at the far end of the street. It's not at Chuck Heinrich Park. It's at the very far end where the actual trailhead is at. So we'll meet there at 645 and roll out at 7. So as you're driving out to Chuck Heinrich Park, I'll put this, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'll put the information on the the Instagram of the- Perfect. On the podcast Instagram. Uh, I'll try to get this out before Sunday so people can listen to this. If not, if this is after Sunday- uh, No worries because- it, it can happen, like I said, it's happening every Saturday or Sunday. Okay. So every I just, week. I, every week from here till race day. Cool. Let me know yeah. and I'll, I'll put I'll put alerts out. Great. Um, and I'll try to spread the word as much as I can too for those rides. I think that's a great idea, dude. So I usually post them on social media and on Facebook. Cool. Um, we do have Instagram and uh, at the 12 hours of Old Paso.com website if you'd like to go take a look at it. Um, but yeah, that's where I've been advertising these rides. You're, like I said, anybody's welcome to come in. And even, even if you're not planning on racing, if you just want to ride and get to know the Northeast Trails, come join us. So it's an open ride to anyone who just it's wants to Like ride. a beginner ride, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sick. It's It'll 10 work. miles. 10 miles. Uh, how long do you think with like... Have you have you done some of these? Already? Yeah, we've, we've so been doing them. And usually it takes us... The actual course takes us about an hour and a half. But we like I told you, we do... Stop and chat and yeah and work. so the whole thing like what like two hours two and a half hours yeah what's about a two hour ride, two hour ride. yeah okay. because we start at the trailhead and that's about a mile and a half or something sweet so you add about three more miles to the actual ride okay so about thirteen miles yeah for total f- couple hours so bring water bring whatever you need to, to be on the bike and it's a no drop ride no Don't wait for anyone cool that's see that's really cool because I think what what prevents a lot of people from doing things like this, you know, because it could seem pretty intimidating, you know, you just show up, especially if someone's by themselves or whatever. It's the first time. 
and you just don't know. So this is a really cool way to be like, hey, you know, it's all good. Come on. And you know how you mentioned that it's intimidating for any mountain biker, but I believe women feel a little bit more intimidated. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I was talking to Don Baumgart, and uh, we we want to start something where it's only a women-led 12-hour race recon. That way they feel more comfortable in case they're going, well, we're going to hold them back or something, which which they wouldn't. But I think if maybe Brice uh, Montalvo, uh, yes, I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, I'm getting you right now. So you, I'm putting you on the spot. You're going to lead my woman's ride. Okay, young lady, thank you pretty, for all your help. I appreciate it. please. <laughs> but Brice, yes, please. If you can help us out by leading one of these, uh, one of these weekends, that'd be awesome. That'd be, yeah, that's cool, dude. That's and it would really just cool. be a, all women's. That way they can all feel comfortable and, and, I don't know. Yeah. I think that would be good. Hey, no, absolutely. Yeah. All inclusive and, and no drop, super social. I mean, it's fun, you know, and you don't know until you try it. So I, uh, we talked about this with Chris. It's like getting out of your comfort zone, you know. It's, this is like the funnest way I could think of doing that for somebody who hasn't tried this before. And if, uh, are there like, uh, Loner bikes or rental bikes or anything that I'm trying to think of like. No, I I, I don't have any have rental to. bikes, but um, I don't. I'm, maybe the shops have rental bikes. Yeah, I'm I think Crazy sure. Cat rents bikes. So uh, Crazy and Cat that, Cyclery out on Stanton. And I think the, the Shock Lab also. I think they have rental bikes, but I can't remember who does or not. Okay, so like let's say somebody's gonna show up to to this recon ride, so this beginner friendly open open ride, right? No drop. And when I say drop, it's like. People who drop behind the group, you know, get get left behind. There's none of that. Everyone's gonna wait for each other. Um, so, you obviously you need a bike uh, with some sort of uh, water source, yeah, <laughs> a you helmet. Want, yeah, <laughs> you want to have. You want to preferably bring a working bike, you know, and uh, some mountain bike. Mountain bike yeah. with wide knobby tires is the best, right? And maybe some sealant or some slime in it, or or. What is it? Thorn-resistant tubes in it? Yeah, I you know, uh, working at the shop, we get we'd fix flats so often. Being in the desert with all the little toritos, the goat little heads. thorns and goat heads, <laughs> and like mesquite branches that would fall on the ground, and like especially out in the in the desert on the trails, you know, you there's cactus and thorns and whatnot. So uh, you buy a bike. Someone out, you know, goes and buys a bike from like Walmart or or wherever. It's not to say that. That bike is crappy just because it gets flat right away. It's just the tubes that are in there on the are thin and have no thorn protection, no puncture protection whatsoever. So if someone out there is going to do this and they buy a bicycle from a department store or they borrow a bike or whatever, I'd highly recommend um, going to a bike shop and having them fill up your, your tube, give you some sort of thorn protection. Just say, hey, I, I need some protection against flats. Can you give me some better tubes or, you know, put some seal on? They'll know what to do. There's bike shops on the east side. Um, there's a Trek, uh, Trek bike shops on the east side and the west side. There's Crazy Cat Cyclery. There's Podium Finish downtown. So there's tons of shops. The Shock Lab, of course. And uh, that that's huge because I feel like that's a make or break for a lot of people. They'll get it, a flat and is. they're like, ah, oh, man, they have to walk all the way back. If you get a flat like a mile or two out the trail... And it's all the uphill and you don't get the fun downhill. You don't get a taste of like the super fun part, you know, because climbing kind of sucks. But the downhill is What do you mean it kind of sucks? It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We're trying to recruit people here. 
That's all right. It's true. It, no, it's a it, workout. It's it exercise, is a workout. For sure. You know, when you ride, you will get better at those climbs. Yeah. Yeah. But let's, so the flats. Yeah. That's one thing. Cause we used to do beginner rides at the state park and people would get flats and I'd have spare tubes in my bag and I was fixing flats like crazy. And I, anyway, that, that was, that's a huge one. Having enough water, um, for a ride like that, you don't need much. Maybe a couple water bottles. Yeah. I think two, two water bottles would probably be enough, but, um, like I, I over prepare myself because it is hot. It is summer and it's a hundred degrees totally. some of these days. So if you bring a little bit of extra water, it, it won't hurt you. Totally. It's not going to kill you for sure. Uh, yeah. I have a three liter Camelback and I fill it up every ride. Even if it, you know, because you never know something can happen and you have to walk back and having that water, extra water is good. Yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about food, but because it's a, it's like I said, it's two hours. I think once you go over a two hour ride, that's when you really need to start putting in some nutrition in you to be able to sustain. And the nice thing is that you're a super experienced. Uh, I'm sure you've had plenty of mechanical issues on, in, on your rides in the past. So you know what to do if somebody has an issue um, and everyone is there together. So... Like, you know, if, if someone out there is worried about, say, like, oh, but what if, you know, this or that happens? Like, you're not alone. Absolutely. These kind of rides are, are meant to for, for this sort of situation. Yeah. So that's cool, man, that you're doing that. That's really awesome. So that's every Saturday or Sunday, one of the two days. And like we said, this one, this coming one Sunday, it'll be, it'll be there at 7 o'clock. Sweet. And I will put in the notes, uh, there's always a little intro that I write out oh, for okay. these episodes. And I'll put links to your website and to all this stuff, and I'll make sure to get that information out there where the where this stuff's going to happen. So one of the places where we do put all the advertisement for the races is the Facebook page, which is the Twelve Hours of Old El Paso Facebook page, and then also the El Paso Mountain Biking and more. Awesome. Which is those are the main two. What's the Instagram? Instagram is is twelve underscore h o e p, which is the acronym for a. Twelve hours of old El Paso. Twelve at twelve. Yeah. So that's number one, number two. Yeah. Underscore H O E P. Yeah. All right. Writing that down too. I'm taking my notes. And uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, yeah. I'm, I, it's funny because right before we we came up here, I, I wrote down like in like what they teach you in in, uh, in elementary school: who, what, where, when, why, and how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like gotta get off. No, I, absolutely. Because we don't want to leave anything out. No, not at all. Uh, so it's 75 bucks. It's November yeah. 6th, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Um, that's a Saturday. Yes, it that's is. That's the Saturday's the race day, but you can camp out the day before. Is there an extra fee for camping? No. Oh, okay. So there's no extra fee for camping, but um, I am going to have a Girl Scout troop out there um, for parking, and it's a $5 donation, and that's all going to go to them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So. 75 bucks, register early, you get the packet with the t-shirt, and if you're the first 300, you get the water bottle, some little goodies, um, and then have five bucks cash when you show up. For the donation, and then um, if you don't have a state park uh, pass, you should get it, I believe it's $70 for one person, and if you share, share with somebody in your household, you can get it for $95, I think, something like that. Oh, it's so... So that actually brings me back to the, um, is that for the recon rides? No. Or is that for the race? Well, f- for the for the recon rides, everybody should have a pass. Um, I do have a pass and that, I believe that's 16 people that can go in with me at, okay. with that pass. 
Is there a cap to how many people go on this recon ride with no. you? Is there a registration? You just show up? No, no. You just show up. Anybody who shows up will. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, so that's 6.45 a.m. on either Saturdays or Sundays every week leading up to the race? Correct. That's awesome, man. And again, we'll have that information out on the, on the Ping Pong Pizza Party Instagram and whatnot. Um, so that's okay. So you're able to camp out. You just got to show up. How early do you show up on Friday for the camping? Or how early? What were the... Uh, when did the gates open, let's say, on Friday? Okay, so I'm thinking, I still don't know the exact time, but I think it's probably going to be sometime around between 4 and 5. Because we are, we do have packet pickup that Friday, and packet pickup is going to be at Happy's. Happy's is one of our sponsors. They're going to sponsor the beer. Nice. Of course, we need our beer in our races. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Bikes and beer go hand so in hand. So thank you, Happy's. And uh, a shout-out to Rudolph, which is our title sponsor. I, I totally blown that one. I have even... Talk no, about my hey, sponsors. It's cool, man. Better late uh, than never. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, actually, the the race is presented by Rudolph. I think it's what is it? Uh, Rudolph like, Honda, uh, Honda, Chevrolet, Volkswagen. It's all sorts and of Mazda, stuff. I believe, and Body and Paint also. So Very cool. They I, are title sponsor, and then we have a. Uh, I let me mention some of the ones that sure. I remember, uh, we have Adrian Gutierrez, which uh, a lot of you already know from back in the day with. Crazy Cat in Red Road, Red Road. He's, so he's sponsoring us. He's with State Farm. Very cool. And then uh, who else do we have? Porsche El Paso. Nice. Thank and you, then Porsche. we have a Speedy's Pizza. Yeah. I just had Speedy's for dinner last night. Love that pizza. And then Inexpensive too, man. Gabe Pettis' law f- firm. Okay. What's up, dude? <laughs> He's Bico alumni. He's big time. Yeah. Gabe's cool. Um, and so I've been working on other sponsors, you know, um, just trying to get it done. Sweet. And, well, uh, you could add me to the mix if you want, man. I'll give you some stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, That'd I be got great. a bunch of uh, bunch of bike swag around here that I can give you from when the shop was open. Yeah. Except for the race posters. Those are mine. <laughs> yeah, those are those are great. Man. Yeah, I, I think those posters. I mean, you did a fantastic job with them. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to take a picture later when we're done, oh, so absolutely. I can post them up and so people can see. That's the first um, one over there on the left, very first twelve hours of old El Paso yeah, race poster from oh, what is that? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah, ten a.m. to ten p.m. And dude. some old Coyote Classic. Yep. Yep. Posters also. Yeah, Chris. Chris did all these, dude. Uh, Chris did all of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's busy doing other stuff nowadays, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you listen to that last episode? Uh, no, him? I haven't gotten a chance to listen oh, to dude, that Oh, dude, give one. it a listen. That, that guy is all over the place. He travels a lot for work. And he's uh, really our, deep into his photography now. And, good. And he's, you know, he's an artist. I'm glad. through. Yeah, he's, he's doing good stuff. And he's still, he's, you know, he was doing graphic design for quite some time and and uh, the race posters were what gave him his start. Yeah, those are amazing. Yeah, and you could, it's cool because you could see the progression. We're looking at, I have a bunch of race posters framed, hanging up in the shop and uh, in my bike shop here. And, and it's cool because you could see the progression of, and the differences, you know, the skills. And, but there's some sort of, with the 12 hours especially, there's like a, a constant, like the, right. I only have a few of them, but the chain ring. The chain ring it's emblem. It's always a chain ring. Are you guys keeping that? Yes, we're going to keep the chain ring. Um, if you go into the website or on the Facebook page, the logo is there. Awesome. Um, 
I actually have a local guy working on our graphic design for the poster right now. He he should be done in two weeks. Nice. And uh, he's uh, what, he's actually, I believe, one of my wife's ex-students. Cool. And uh, so he's actually, his name is Brandon Baca, and he's uh, doing posters for the locomotives right now. So Sweet. I'm sure he's going to come out with something fantastic for us. Awesome. Yeah, all about supporting, or supporting local artists. Yep. And... Yeah, and I'm excited for this. One more thing, Rich, if I forget, before I forget, um, yeah, it up? is, uh, so this race, if things go well, and I'm, I'm hoping they do, uh, we're going to keep having them every year, and it's always going to be around November, either the last week of October or the first week in November, which is Dia de los Muertos, mm -hmm. so it's always going to be a Day of the Dead theme. Awesome. Yeah. So, it's, okay, yeah, big question, of course, is the costume first lap going to be incorporated absolutely yeah it, it is a lemon start so like if you wear a costume you get a head start okay. and so then, explain, explain the month start for those who don't know so lemon start <laughs> is uh if in case you don't know if you've never witnessed one you have to run to your bike um and actually i'm looking at one of the greatest posters here from the 12 <laughs> hours and and it shows the guys uh running to their bikes in costumes it's, yeah, it's, that's a beautiful poster. Dude. It's awesome. That's uh, a yeah. that's Brent. I, I, I recognize it right away. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome year. He was on you. He was like, "Is that me in a speedo?" <laughs> so yeah. So the the monster, like I said, you run to your bike and then jump on your bike and and roll in your costume for the first lap. And maybe I, I've seen people in previous races where they the whole team does it in the whole race. They do their laps every single race in costume. Um, but, and then, the, so you have the people in costume that go out first with their head start, and then you have the other racers will, will start uh, maybe 30 seconds after or a minute after. Cool. So, uh, since we're talking about race structure. But and, before I forget, they yeah. also run to their bikes. Yeah. Everybody runs to their bike on the first, first lap. lap. Right yeah. on. It's so fun watching like the giant <laughs> hot dog and the Mexican wrestlers and yeah. Wonder Woman and this and that run by. It's so yeah, it's the funnest. Everyone's cheering them on. It's so cool. Um, so gun goes off at, at 9 a.m. People in costume, they get a head start. And then sh shortly after that, sometime after that, everyone else who's not in costume, wah, 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 yeah. they, <laughs> they run to their bikes and then they start the lap. So uh, the lap is 10 miles. Um, they come into the tent. About an hour, give or yeah. take. How, depends on how fast you are, whatever, however long it takes. They come so what? So they come back to the starting line after their their lap, and they go. And they have to go into the tent. They dismount before they go into the tent, and then I believe uh, Mr. Dave Halliburton gives them a token that they use as a team. It's kind of like a baton, and so they pass it on to the next rider, and then the next rider takes off for their lap. If you are doing solo, you will have to sign for your lap every okay. time you come in. Okay, so you you have to go into the tent. You. You pass the token, and then uh, they take off. the The person is now completed with their lap, right? Yes. And they can okay, and they party can, and whatever. Exactly. They can go get some food, drink a beer, hang out until it's their time again. If it just depends if they're doing it with a duel, they're not going to have too much of a rest. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're doing it with a four man team, you could probably rest for a good three hours. What are the categories of different? Uh, so teams. there, you've got a solo male, solo female, and then you got du dual male, female, um, co-ed, 
either male male female female or female male and then um, you've got the four man teams um, three or four depending and you've got all male all female or co-ed okay are there one year they did like a a corporate thing where it was like five or more are you guys are you all doing no we're not doing a corporate but yeah I've I've heard those corporate um, there are some corporate um what is it called? Categories in some of these 12-hour races or 24-hour races. Um, just wait till you guys do this 12-hour. You're going to want to do a 24-hour race. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's even... Uh, maybe never... some year if in the future. I mean, I want to make El Paso the mecca for mountain biking, you know, where they want to come. We get everybody from all the Southwest and maybe even further come and race here in El Paso. And I think we've been on the right track unfortunately COVID stopped us for a little bit but we're back in there and uh, like I said who wouldn't want to come in mountain bike here in El Paso I mean people that don't know I guess uh, <laughs> is my guess but once you once you ride especially in the Northeast Trails those in this race course specifically you highlight the some smoother funner trails so you know you do have to climb your bike up and, and the thought of like uh, 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 you know, pedaling all the way up this dirt road and these like mountain trails in the heat. Uh, well, not, I mean, it's not going to be, it's going to be nice weather then. But anyway, um, yeah, I guess I could turn some people off, but it's funny, man. I used to do beginner rides and, and uh, there's this little downhill section towards the end of the ride. And it seemed like people would forget about all the bull crap climbing that they did <laughs> once they hit that little bit of like, awesome fast you're not pedaling you're just kind of like floating through the desert on your bike that section would always just turn people's frowns upside down it really would and uh the mad cow trail coming down i was about to say that that one's the best one that one's the one that gives you the greatest feeling it's so fun it's so fun so yeah i'm i'm excited for it um the uh Let's go a little bit backwards. So on on the, uh, I have a question about uh, the, I can't talk right now. What's that? The team. So like, say you're on a four person team, right? Okay. Uh, you do a lap. Uh, you come in. Do you have? Do you have to like? Are you? Is there a requirement? Minimum requirement of how many laps you should can do or complete? Everybody, if if it's quid, the female needs to do at least one lap. Okay. But uh, everybody has to do at least a minimum of one lap. So if you sign up, if you want to be, le- okay, you have to do at least one. And yeah. So you can, essentially, you could like do solo, show up <laughs> in costume, of course. Yeah. <laughs> do a lap and hang it up and just, and then just that's it. And that's your race and you can enjoy. So you do, if 10 miles is all you got and you just want to be a part of it and support, essentially, you could just yeah. do the one lap. And all right, cool. Yeah, that's it. But, um, once you get into, I'll, I'll give you a little background on how I got hooked on this sport. Um, in, back in 2006, I was getting a little bit old. Um, so you can tell I'm like a huge now. I'm like an ancient. So back in 2006, that's when I picked up mountain biking that summer. And I had only ridden like at the most five miles. And in those five miles, for me, well, maybe it wasn't even five miles. It was at the Arroyo Park. Behind, yeah. right, right behind the tennis courts yeah, yeah, in yeah. the monks area. So that's all I did, just that little arroyo. And for me, that was more than enough. And then 
here comes the Chupacabras race in 2006. And I, I told my wife, hey, you know what? I'm going to sign up for this. <laughs> she said, are you nuts? You don't even ride. Which is 100 kilometers. Yeah. 60 so miles. 62 miles. Yeah, yeah. And so anyways, real, real quick, um, I hadn't ridden more than five miles. Uh, hadn't really done any technical stuff. And here I go, get into this 12-hour 12 12-hour 12 race, isn't this marathon race, which is a Chupacabra race, and I just went crazy. I, I ended up finishing it because I said, okay, I told my wife, I'm going to just checkpoint one. And then I said, okay, I got to checkpoint one, and I got excited. You know, everybody's, it, it's a great feeling racing. So I made it to checkpoint two. Now, checkpoint two, I was already cramping. This is when they used to do the border on the levee at the Chupacabra. And I was already dying. You would go all the way to Saragossa and come back on the levee. And on the way back in the Chamisal, I'm going like, holy cow, I'm, I think I'm done. But then I just kept going on. And I even had a camera and I was taking pictures. I still have that, <laughs> the album of those pictures. And anyways, that's how I got started. I ended up finishing that race. Barely made all the cutoffs. Well, actually, I didn't make the last two cutoffs. Um, but I did finish the race. And uh, took me... I believe over 12 hours, dude. Over dude. 12 hours, my first chupacabras. And then I got disqualified because, of course, in that race, they used to give you rubber bands <laughs> when you got to a checkpoint. And you didn't get your rubber bands? I didn't get it. I think I was missing one. And uh, so I got disqualified. And I told the lady, she gives me a medal, and I was upset. You know, I said, if I'm going to cheat, I'm not going to be here all day. <laughs> it was nighttime when I got <laughs> I think it rained. It probably even snowed on me. Uh, I was one of the last ones to finish that race. I was, so I just went, like I said, I was just by myself because I didn't know anybody. And then I just started bawling there by myself, dude, because I felt so, so bad that I had raced my butt off. At least I thought I did. <laughs> but that's the, I had so much fun riding it. And, and then and for you to have such a good time or like still be in it, you didn't get scared off from mountain biking. That's a gnarly event to do, dude. That's 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 crazy. So the lady felt bad that she came she saw me sobbing over there and the over there by myself somewhere. Oh, it was night and she went took me a jersey, dude. Gave me a jersey and my medal and said, I apologize. I said, Yeah, the rules are rules. And I understand. They were they are the rules and you should follow them. But um it was a great experience, and I've never looked back. And now, I don't consider myself a, like a speedster or a speed demon. I just consider myself an average Joe, and and I have fun. And that, for those of you that don't know me, I am a teacher, and that's one of the things I I tell my students. You know, you gotta have fun with whatever you do. For me, life is all about laughing and smiling and joking around. And I don't care if you work at McDonald's. If you're happy there, you're laughing the whole your whole life there. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. So for me, that's, that's what I want to instill in everybody. Well, I was going to ask, what, what, what possessed you to take this on? Because, again, it's not an easy <laughs> thing to do, man. Dude, so DJ and I would always talk, and I, DJ would always tell me he was so busy. I was going like, well, God, he always says he's always doing something. And I'd tell him, hey, do you want to go ride? And he couldn't because he said he was going somewhere. He had to do something. But now that I took this on, I was going like, holy cow. Dude, I don't sleep. <laughs> All you think about and dream about is this race, and uh, and to think that uh, I am gonna put on the the old Coyote Classic, but I am gonna change the name. I know people aren't gonna like it because I'm changing the name, but I want to tie it in with the city 
So I'm going to call it the El Paso Sun City Mountain Bike Derby. Great. And that's what I'm looking at. And, and if things go well, and I'm, you know, I'm hoping that this will be a kickoff. And uh, those are the two races that I'm going to do. And then, uh, I'm, I, of course, I'm going to help out the puzzler with the puzzler because that is a great event. And, um, you know, that's coming up pretty soon. So we're going to start rolling on that. We're working on that with the BMBA. That's awesome, man. Well, I remember being a kid and working at the bike shop, the bike company, and we'd put on the Coyote Classic and we'd, you know, we're out there quite a bit with like the 12 hours of La Paso and going out to the Horny Toad Hustle and Las Cruces and, you know, the Puzzler, of course, and like just going to all these events and it, you were always there, dude. You always have been. <laughs> and so when I heard that you were going to put this on, I mean, it's in previous episodes. I'm like, yeah, I need it. So I'm stoked that we finally got to make it happen and you're here talking about this and I like pinching myself, man. I can't, <laughs> like, I thought it was done, dude. I thought um, the 12 hours were done. It was the, it's the, in my opinion, the best because it's, it's all about fun. It's fun focused. Well, there's times, that, yeah. there's times that I've doubted myself because it's, it's a challenge. It, it, and it, you know, all of a sudden I get, I hit a roadblock and now, now I need to find a way. And, um, but like I tell everybody, there's there's always a way. You you just gotta find it. So I'm very optimistic with everything. So I don't nothing's gonna shut me down <laughs> unless I croak. But, no, but no, no, no. No, 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 no. But other than that, um I I'll keep chugging forward and uh this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen and and, and I think it's gonna be a great event. So I really hope we can get as many people as, as we can. Um I think our cap is gonna be 400, 400 racers. Yeah. I, don't, I, I think we'll be segment. good. I don't see why not, man. This is uh, something that's been missed. I remember the first 12 hours of Old El Paso race. I was, I mentioned this, I think, with Chris. I was living in um, in Illinois at the time, and I was thinking about moving back. And uh, anyway, I, yeah, came back straight, pretty much straight to this race. Everything was already organized done races going on i was like what this is el paso like this is this is special dude this is special it was different than any other mountain bike race that i've ever been to or event it was just pure joy and smiles and just bullshit it was so good all the costumes and just everybody went all out it seemed like not just mike and the guys that were putting it on but everyone that showed up really showed up dude (laughs) you know with the big with the camping and the parties. I remember one year you guys did like a, you and DJ put um, a screen a with projector. the projector. Yeah, with the movie at movie night yeah. for those who camped out the night before. On you. It was just, it was, it's always such a rad time. And uh, so anyway, the first year, a buddy of mine, Dorian from, he's originally from here, but he was living in Albuquerque at the time. He's still out there. He and his, uh, his friend, I forget his name, they had just raced. They're serious like badasses too, and they just raced uh, the 24 hours in, in oh, Moab. Oh, Moab. Yeah. I believe that's what it was. It was, uh, and you had to pay like some obscene amount of money to enter. It's like a super popular, super popular race that would sell out. And I don't know if you're talking about the 24 hours in the old Pueblo in Tucson. That sells out within an hour. Yeah, yeah. So that one, I think it was, it was either that one or the Moab one. Okay. Uh, one of the two, um, Anyway, it was the the championship race or something. 
tons of people. Anyway, so he shows up. They had just finished it the, like the weekend before. So they came out here just because they just wanted to have fun, right? And he told us that it was the 12 hours. He's sitting there eating a hamburger, like just all beat up, you know. It's like, man, we just raced this other race and this one blows it out of the water, dude. It's like, uh, whatever it is That's you guys awesome. are doing. Yeah, and and to hear that was just like, okay, it's not just me because I'm biased, you know, because I'm... Yeah, but those are legitimate racers that travel yeah, around exactly, doing races. Exactly, dude, exactly. He was like, dude, this is badass, <laughs> um, for real. And he goes... We even got a burger, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you have to, you don't get anything with the, uh, you know, paying all this money at these other, uh, these other races. I'm not trying to talk shit about these other races. I'm just trying to highlight how, how fun this one yeah. is, you know, I'm sure those other ones are, you have a good time as well, but, um, this one is special. And so, yeah, man, it was just cool. Uh, and ever since that one, it seemed like there was no way that we couldn't do it again. And then when, you know, bike company closed down and, one thing led to another, and then the pandemic, and this and that. I was just like, oh, well, maybe it's gone. So, thank you so, <laughs> so much for bringing it back, dude. I am so pumped. Well, no, no, but I got to thank all of you guys, because you guys are the really ones that make it happen, the community, you know. Show up and race, everyone. Yeah. Show up or just show up, support. Um, again, I'll do the recon rides. I mean, that's huge. That's huge, because that'll get people that are uncomfortable or whatever. Like, that'll help them know what to expect. And then, and if I can mention, uh, yeah. on Thursday Thursday nights, like I said, I do a BMB ride every Thursday night. That's right now in the summer, six forty-five, and we roll at seven. That's every Thursday night. Anybody's welcome to come out in the Lost Dog Trailhead. That's on and, the west side. Yeah, it's on the west side, and um, we do we do a, you know beginner to intermediates, and we have all kinds of levels. And like it, like I always tell you, it's a no drop. You know we go fast but we wait we go slow but we wait it doesn't matter we wait on whoever's riding with us so that i want to take that up this opportunity to say one thing about about waiting on people and when you're riding on a, on a group ride um say everyone's in a group and you start going up a trail and there's slower people and they say go ahead you know and okay we'll wait up for you if there's any sort of split in the trail stop and regroup at the split I've been on group rides before where uh, they go up a, G, a, a main Jeep road, right? Let's say there's like this giant, big, obvious trail, but then there's these, there's like one little trail that shoots off to the right at the beginning. And, and they say, oh yeah, we're going to regroup at, at this point or whatever. Well, not everyone knows all the time. So they'll see that and they say, oh, did they go right? You know, that's how you lose people. Exactly. So anytime there's any split whatsoever, the safe thing, the, uh, the best thing to do is just stop and wait at whatever split and um, and regroup. And then eventually, you know, people will, will kind of learn and and uh, things will get better. But especially for beginner rides or any group rides, really, you're going to stop and wait. Stop at any split. Um, any food available at the trail, at the race? So we were thinking about food trucks, but uh, the reason I'm not going to contract a food truck is, and I'll tell you why, because... You've experienced uh, the twelve-hour races, and everybody's cooking and grilling, and so everybody brings their own food, and I think that's that's just a better way to do it. Cool. It's always more fun that way. Sweet. I Sweet. think I think that's one way. I will. We're gonna have uh, jumping balloons for the kiddos, so nice. they can have fun while the parents are <laughs> doing their laps or something. Nice. Yeah, that and um, 
uh, Happy's, I believe they're going to set up, you know how we usually do the kegs and yeah. everybody, it's a self-service. Yeah. Well, n- not this time around. We're actually going to have some tables there where you can sit around and, and you're going to have like bartenders waiting on you and waiters. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's something so different. <laughs> well, <laughs> nice. We're trying to make it better in, in a way, make it, you know, I don't know. It's just, I think it's different views and we're going to yeah. try it out, see what happens. I think that's cool, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you get these people who uh, maybe like put their head under the keg and just do yeah. and shit. Not yeah. really, not really, but... <laughs> I've seen those. But <laughs> I was one of those, no. <laughs> maybe the night before. I won't and name unfo- names. And unfortunately, we can't have that anymore because of COVID, so... Right, true, true, true. You know, uh, I was going to put on a whiskey tree, like a... <laughs> they have a whiskey tree at the 12, 24 hours of Old Pueblo, and that was crazy. The last one, the last time we rode that was... Um, in February of 2020. So COVID was already there and we were drinking out of this whiskey tree, dude. Everybody was sharing that oh, bottle. Man. And I, I, I told the guys, okay, guys, we probably got COVID up there. Because <laughs> <laughs> that race, I tell you, it sells out in less than an hour. Yeah. There's over 4,000 people in that race. Yeah, and it's called, a, hey, radish. it's called a town because, because everybody's... Um, it's crazy. So I would love to see El Paso, the 12 hours grow to something like that. And at some point, maybe when I'm gone, but uh, hopefully the tradition will continue and, and somebody will pick it up. And, you know, people will want to th- come and race and sell out the race like that within yeah. within an hour. That'd be great. Heck yeah, so the more I- the merrier, I think. <laughs> we have enough room out there. The trails are sweet. So the, the uh, problem, the problem here in El Paso, sometimes what happens is uh, we procrastinate with registration, yeah, <laughs> and we wait till the last minute to register. Yeah. Um, so you know, like I said, don't wait, don't wait because you might not get a, one of the coolest water bottles that's going to be around. Don't wait, guys, don't sleep. Just wait till you check out the number plates we're working on. Yeah, you know, number plates. Um, I myself, when I went to go do races, and I just got the the simple one, that that wasn't good enough for me. Oh, you know, yeah. it's just plain. I, I said no. I so well. I hang him up, dude. Dude, I have, I, I saw I saw him. Yeah, I have, a few, I have I have a bunch of a stack over here of number plates from different <laughs> events that we've gone to. And again, like I'm not a racer, but it's nice to go out and just yeah. the camaraderie and the 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 atmosphere. You know, like it's all good. You see your buddies. There's people that I see at races that I only see at races, and right. we're super good friends. But it's like, all right, I'll. I'll see them at the next thing. You know, it's just like, that's what it is. But when you see those number plates hanging on your, like yeah. here in your room or in your garage, anywhere where you put in your man cave, whatever you put them on. Yeah, women cave, it, whatever. Yeah, it brings memories. Totally. You know, totally. you're with your group and you start getting flashbacks and you get that, those goosebumps again. Yeah. Like these race <laughs> posters. You know, I look yeah. at them and I'm like, man, just memories, good times, yeah. no doubt. So, so no food trucks. That's a, dip, that's a big different one this year then. Yeah. Um, yeah, no food trucks. So, uh, talking about like food and support, are you gonna have like stations, water stations, or anything like that out on the route? No, and the reason being is because it's such a short race loop that uh, you you only need one water bottle to make it through the whole loop. Okay. So with one especially water that bottle, time of year. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not so it, hot. It's, it's it's pretty cool. Um, it shouldn't be snowing, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But rain or shine, we're gonna race. And uh, yeah, so you don't need to, like I said, one water bottle for the whole lap should be more than enough. 
um, no no food stations, no aid stations, um, because you, they're really not needed. It's such it's such a fast course, and it's friendly, and and it's not. Um, no, you, you just don't need cool. the, those Sweet. stations. Well, that's less to worry about too on your end, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, we'll mark it perfect to where nobody's gonna get lost because I, I know there's anywhere you go, there's been trails cut where the people make shortcuts and yeah, so forth. So yeah. we'll have to, issue. we'll have to make, um, make, you know, market correctly. And luckily, uh, DJ and I have plenty of experience. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be marking, we'll be marking it very well. So I always put myself in racer shoes and, totally. and think, okay, if, if I'm going to doubt this low intersection, Okay, I need to mark it to where there's no doubt which way I need to go. Absolutely. And, yeah, and it's good that you have that experience and that insight yeah. for sure. And then with uh, um, the 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 time change and the less daylight, you know, so yeah. I imagine people are going to want to do night laps and you'll need lights, yeah. right? Thanks, thanks for letting us know about that because, yes, we will be doing more night laps because it is the time change. And um, I believe it should be dark around five o'clock so i think racers will need to have a light some i think after four or before five you, you just have to have it on your bike you won't be allowed to go out if you don't have a light yeah on your bike for that once it gets dusk okay so so 4 p.m yeah so i would say that would probably be a safe bet leaving it at four by four o'clock everybody should have their yeah, yeah their yeah. lights charged and ready to go for an hour or a little bit more well it's just safety yeah you know what's really cool about that um when those night laps and you have so many people out on the trail is if you're at the roundhouse and you're just hanging out or whatever enjoying the festivities and you look out and the, the desert's kind of this gradual uphill you could see most of the course um at night, because all these little lights are just—you you see them, right? You see the yeah, you, it, Dude, it's that's so, the greatest feeling. I so actually, cool. somebody—I can't oh, remember yeah, where chills. I got it. I, I, <laughs> I posted one from Instagram. I can't remember who recorded it, but I borrowed it from somebody to post it in our Facebook page because uh, I saw it. I've been going through, digging through all the old pictures, videos, and and I found this one, and um, you can see the lights at night. And you know how we were talking about the twelve-hour recon race. Uh, course that I do on Saturdays and Sundays. Recon ride, yeah. Yeah, well, that ride, yeah, race. Sorry. The ride, recon, the ride. Race course recon or yeah. whatever. <laughs> so this, talking about night laps, one of my goals or, or sometime in the near future, we're actually going to start doing these same recon rides, but around 3 in the morning. 3 a.m.? <laughs> I don't know who's crazy? crazy enough to go out there with me, but I am going to go do it because... Why? <laughs> So they can practice some night laps. At three, dude? <laughs> dude, it, it's hot weather. So three is a perfect time to do it. Oh, I, I'm thinking like stay up all the way until three. I don't know what's no, worse. No. Staying up till three or going to waking up at two or whatever. <laughs> well, that's Oof. been in the back of my head, you know, making some <laughs> some race recon like that. For those people that don't do, because some people don't feel comfortable riding at night. And it, it's actually the greatest experience riding at night you feel like you're in another planet yeah it's and, sweet and sometimes you get your best uh rides at night oh totally because you're not looking especially on climbs you're not looking that at that full climb and and you're thinking oh you're just pushing every just a little bit by little bit and the next thing you know you've 
he PR'd on that segment. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. The night riding is so different. You think you know a trail, and yeah. it's just a totally different ride. You're right. Yeah, that's cool. You know what I thought about those? Pretty interesting about those 3 a.m. ones. I, I take it back. Uh, it was, that is soft bullshit that I was throwing <laughs> at you. Whatever. That's cool. People who work graveyard, you know, and can't make the other rides. That's, that's dope. You know, they can, you know, there's nurses and there's, you know, all sorts of graveyard shift uh, type jobs. And so, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping people want to cool. experience some night rides of the course, you know. Yeah. Because maybe they don't want to do it out by themselves and we can get a group ride out there. Because during the race, you'll never be out there by yourself. <laughs> no, there's always, and that's what's so cool. It's like, it's, you don't have to, you can show up. You really can show up with your bike and, and you know, you're registered and you don't know a single person. I guarantee you, as long as you're not an asshole. Right. <laughs> you, <laughs> you will leave, you know, with new friends. And it's, that's, that's El Paso's mountain bike community. That's how it is. That's how it, it's what's so beautiful about it. It's, um, it's cool, man. You get a flat or you, you just pull over to, like on a ride, you pull over for any old reason. You just want to take a breather. And people will pass by. The, hey, you okay? You need anything? Yeah. You know, always, man. You know, like, you, often than not. you meet new friends. Totally. Uh, well, like I tell you, I always talk about DJ because he's been my best friend. He'll always be my best friend. And um, so when he left, we did a, before he left, we did a 24-hour race, the one I'm telling you in, in Tucson. And I met another guy there that I had never seen before. I heard, never heard of him. And I met him there. He turns out to be he moved to El Paso now he runs he's a GM for Porsche and now DJ sorry but I replaced you with Jeff <laughs> <laughs> DJ and I were inseparable riding he was yeah. you know we would ride everywhere we we've experienced and we've we've had so much fun as mon bikers and as friends um, unfortunately he's not here with me anymore so now I need to find another yeah, <laughs> riding it's, partner yeah, and it's, hard and it's funny riding buddy. but like like you said you meet people in these races and now Jeff, I met him and we ride all the time. That's cool. Man. So. That's cool. It's man. It's such a, I mean, I'm passionate about it, obviously, but just imagining, I'm trying to think of like the first race event experience that I had. And it was probably the coyote classic when they did it in Tommy's unit. Oh Yeah. When I first started working at the shop, I must have been, I don't know, 18 years old or something, 17, 18. And the vibe was, it was contagious. The, the, everyone there that was like, and they had the product toss. And back then there was like that last, the nature climb. Oh you my know? God. I know. <laughs> Fuck, that climb, dude. It was just like you go out and do this race course and then you're coming up this last grueling climb at the end and the, the finish line was at the top of this climb. But you would finish right at the campsite and everybody, you know, from a ways they see you and they're cheering you on and stuff. And then you show up, you're just smoked, you're dead tired, super hungry and there's burgers and <laughs> just, you know, it's like, I don't know. You don't, it was just such a, such a feeling I don't know how else to describe it, but just awesome. <laughs> well, and that's the feeling we want to give our participants. Yeah. Or, you know, that's what, that's what they should leave with. Like this great feeling like, man, I can't wait for next year. And the 12 hours is cool because it's like, it's like that feeling, but extended over a longer period of time. Because yeah. if you show up, and I highly recommend camping out the night before, 
Um, yeah, but then, if not, I understand. You know, people just sometimes can't make it happen. But if you can, if like you're on the fence, just <laughs> camp out. It's so you get the full experience. If you can do it, do it. Yeah, yeah. Camping really adds to it, and it's a whole weekend thing. You you camp out. You like pregame party, hang out, whatever. Then continues on into Saturday, the actual race, which is super exciting, and then it's you know all days like forever of a day <laughs> passes and then uh and then you i mean we camp out again that's what we used to do we camp sunday night are people going to be allowed to camp out saturday night into sunday morning saturday yeah yeah cool saturday yeah and sunday we clean up and, and you gotta leave it better than it was yes yes <laughs> pack it in pack it out yeah and that's another thing that's really cool is uh most people are really good about taking care of their mess yeah. you know and not leaving anything behind this is um, a privilege that we have is to use this Bowen Ranch Roundhouse as a venue for That's so true. many of these races. And it really is a cool, unique, beautiful place. Uh, the Bowen Ranch Roundhouse is, uh, if you haven't been there, um, it's, it's exactly that. It's a round house yeah. <laughs> with, this, with these old cattle stables and and it's a landmark in the northeast trails it absolutely <laughs> is it's a it's a perfect venue it's like the old west vibe um yeah it's so it's so nice and that big giant fire pit that they have with those the, the old railroad uh, yeah. i mean not railroad ties the oldest the telephone pole logs you know to sit on and you got this giant beautiful mesquite to put shade on you you know or just to hang out around the fire. Oh, we'll have so to good. start gathering up some logs and some wood to burn during that Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Is there any help that you need? Anything else that that somebody or like I don't know any yeah. any other thing that anything if if anybody wants to come up and sponsor it in some way, I mean I, we'll take the help in any way. You know whether it be monetary or swag, uh, we can do it all. And especially volunteers during the race. Um, like I said, we're not going to have a lot of uh, marshals out there in the race because it's, they're not needed. It's it's such a good course that it's going to be it'll be marked to where we don't need marshals out there or, or aid stations like we talked about. We have people sweeping. Yeah, no, at the very end, the last yeah, probably uh, at the last uh, hour we'll have somebody sweep okay. for sure. So this is going to be a like a. Uh, uh, Self-supported through and through. So, so you bring your own food for the weekend or however long you're going to stay. You bring your whatever you're going to need for your ride. You bring your tools if you need anything. You're going to bring your your uh, lights and, and Hey, let me, let me tell that. you one thing before I forget okay. yeah, because yeah. we were talking about uh, how the race works. So at the very end, when the race is coming to an end, remember it, it finishes at 9 o'clock. Um, so if you come in... if and you did your lap. You went out to do your lap at eight, eight o'clock, but you come in at nine oh one. I'm sorry to say, but your lap doesn't count. So you need to finish by nine p.m. You need to finish by nine p.m. And we've had some exciting twelve-hour races where oh, yeah. people come in right with seconds <laughs> before. Oh. So and that's it. It's amazing when they push it and just try to get that extra lap before. Because every lap counts when those guys oh, that are competitors, <laughs> yeah, they want to win. They want to make sure they they knock off as many laps as they can. Well, yeah, some people that show up and they're like, "Well, I want to do just one lap and just hang out." And then more often than not, you know, they're like, 
this is cool. They yeah. get the the motivation. Like, come on, get out there. You yeah, know, the hardcore guys, man. The pat on the back, though. Let's go. You know, here you don't have a light here. I'll let you borrow mine or whatever. Like, it's it's cool. The things that I've seen, and you know, everyone's kind of like there supporting and pushing each other just to have a good time. And yeah, man, it's all good. So solo solo racers will have their area for them, so they can leave their food and nutrition right by the. By the what's it called? By the entrance, start so the, finish. They'll have like a priority. Yeah, solo racers. Area. Yeah, for That's sure. Cool. Because That's they true. they need to. They're absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, they're the, they're the crazy serious ones for <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, and then there's like, you don't have to be serious if you're gonna be solo. You can do solo and do one lap. You can yeah. do solo and just uh, you know, whatever. It's it's funny because like I've met uh, I know people that were like, oh, I'm, we're gonna do the four person, ah, uh, but then they decide to do, um for individual solo category, right? Yeah. And I asked, why'd you do that? They're like, well, then we can ride with each other. Exactly. And I thought, oh, yeah, duh, that's yeah. cool. Because yeah. if, you're, if you're in a team, I mean, I guess you can go out and one or more people can ride. I remember one year, Tyson rode with me. Yeah. I was I was not feeling, I was having some health issues and uh, I was needed a riding buddy. Yeah. And so he went out and did a lap, came in, and then... I, when it was your turn, he when he was my turn, he just went out with me. Yeah, so that, his lap didn't count, of course, because like, he passed the token, the baton onto yeah. me. But um, but that was that was rad. That makes it really neat. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, stuff like that, man. Like, yeah. what a friend, right? Yeah. That was that was rad and pushed and, you on. And it, yeah, otherwise I would anyway. It was uh, <laughs> it was cool. But that's what it's all about. Exactly, exactly what we're talking about. The, those are the experiences and those moments that you won't never forget. Oh, of course. Of course. Man, and so to recap, let's see, 12 hours of Old El Paso. I'm going to call it the Mountain Bike Fun Fest. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is a <laughs> but, fun fest. Uh, that's Saturday, November 6th, uh, 2021, and 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. It's a Saturday. So it's a 10-mile route. Uh, you're doing these recon rides. We'll have more information on that. So anyone who uh, just wants to get more familiar with, with the race course leading up to it, or just wants to get familiar with the trails out there, even if you don't ride the do the race. Um, we'll have more information about that. Uh, Seventy five bucks, you could register on Twelve Hours of Old El Paso's website, or, or that will take you to the link, which is Bike Reg. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so yeah. that's okay, sweet. And then um, that's seventy five bucks. Uh, early registration. First three hundred people get water bottles. Uh, water bottles. Uh, everyone that registers gets a T shirt. And uh, let's see, it's at the Bowen Ranch Roundhouse in the Northeast. It's a camping event all weekend long. Party time, good times. So if I missed anything, uh, you can reach out to Mario here uh, and I'll have uh, his information on the website or not the website, on the, on the Instagram. Or where can they? Where can people uh, get more information or, or reach out to you if they wanted to, let's say, sponsor or something like that? How yeah, can get a hold of you. Well, they can reach out at Lopez Mario One Hundred at yahoo.com. That's all um, together. Yeah, Lopez Mario One Hundred at yahoo.com. They there, or they can go to our Facebook Twelve Hours of Old El Paso page, um, or they can go to the website. I believe I have my contact phone number there and uh, what the email address also. You know, for volunteering, for sponsorships, um, yeah, awesome. And I, I forget, I forgot to mention another sponsor, which Jaime Gandara is an, another junior, is another sponsor of us. So very. He cool. was actually the first one to 
to give us a monetary check, which was awesome. That he, he came out right away because, you know, that's the scariest feeling. Uh, how am I going to pay for this? Yeah. <laughs> because you got to pay up front for all this stuff. Yeah, and then just hope that people show yeah. up and support, right? <laughs> yeah. And if, I mean, yeah, man, that's so. that's the weird one for sure. But you, it's happening. It's happening. So absolutely. I'm, I'm glad. Well, I'm going to do everything in my power to spread. I'm going to scream this from the top of the Franklins awesome. and be like, everybody show up. Yeah. Seriously, everyone, this is... Uh, the like you're missing out if you don't show up it's it's going to be sweet and if yes. you're cool with it i'd like to do some sort of uh race podcast special edition when we're out there oh for sure um i know chris was interested chris was there at reserves he's interested in doing some sort of art show um at the 12 hours as well he has like really like something like mountain bike oriented i don't know he, he yeah yeah something up in the works so um I mean, I should yeah. definitely talk to him. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So get you guys connected. And uh, anyway, it's going to be a good time. It'll be a little different, but it, but the vibes are going to be all the same. And yeah. it's going to be great. This is riding your mountain bike. Mario, thanks, man. Appreciate I'll, you doing this. Thank you, Richie. Appreciate you listening to my me, <laughs> <laughs> me and my nonsense sometimes. It's all good, brother. Much love. Everyone out there, thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next time. Right on.